0: to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss.
1: All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Eddie Spaghetti off this week. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. You guys, we did it. We survived the first Sunday without football. I mean, we're we're close though, right? We're only we're only thirty Sundays away until
2: football starts.
1: Isn't that right? It's very exciting. <clears throat> oh, I don't know how we're gonna do this.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, listen, we're through the Olympics. Yeah. I know. I mean, like, lot, very little sleep, just hanging on the edge <laughs> of our collective seat, waiting to see what was gonna happen. And that, and now we really are into the abyss. Um, I mean, the good news is for real is. What you realize coming off of we're a week removed from the Super Bowl. And has the football conversation died down at no. all? No, it has not died down. No, it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna go all it's gonna f- keep us warm all through a baseball this summer. Yeah, we yeah. well,
1: we have football news we'll get to. Steelers hire Flores, that's a big, uh, big thing. The Brady Arians rift has come to light. We're gonna discuss that, but you did mention the Olympics, they're over with. Um, I do feel bad because people do love it. And of course, the athletes love it. And they train for many, many years and uh, for better or worse uh, to, I don't know, mixed results. But Julie Stewart Binks was on uh, against all odds the other day. She's a big, big fan. She picked the under. She had us pick the under in the uh, gold medal game, the hockey. I don't know if you watched. I had the Russians. That was a 2-1 final. So the, the under hit easily. I had the Russians or ROC, whatever the hell it is. What is it? I know I am. I am, but I bet out of it. I, I hedged against it when they made the finals. I said, that's enough. Uh, it's bad enough. I bet against the U S under 22 and a half gold medals, uh, medals that lost under eight and a half gold medals that barely won. They had eight. Uh, so I split my bets. I had Norway to win the most, but to me, Martin, the most fascinating story of all to come out of the Winter Olympics, this frozen penis
0: story. Are you familiar with this? It, 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 to me, this story just accentuates what I said last time we were talking about the Winter Olympics. These are hobbies that are designed. These are hobbies that we put into this whole thing and design this competition. Because at no point in any athletic competition should you freeze off of anything <laughs> at all, much less your penis. This is uh, I, all right. So let me set the table here. Like that's cross cross country, hold on, That only happens if you're like doing something really, truly dumb. Right. Like if you just think about I, all the other instances in which you would think, how could a man's penis possibly be frozen? It's got to be some truly nefarious dumb shit he was up to, or he yeah. was in the Winter Olympics.
1: In the in the Summer Olympics, wait, it's Marty, just a, a, what, what a, shrinkage. There's always the uh, possibility <laughs> of shrinkage because you're in the pool, but everyone's kind of used to that by now. Go ahead, check. What were you gonna say?
2: No, I just I didn't want Marty to to step on your toes or your mm-hmm. wieners or anything because you were about to step on You, you were about to set the table. With yes. frozen wieners, well, so take it I, away. You're, uh, which seems like a bad I know, table. it's a bad but table. But okay. Uh, Let's it's consume a this story. WWE table. Let's
1: go. It should be broken immediately. Uh, all right, so there's this Finnish cross-country skier, Remy Lindholm, and he suffered a frozen penis during the men's 50-kilometer race. Uh, so all right, I have so many questions. So first of all, th- this, this race takes an hour. So it's an hour, hour 16 on skis. He finished in an hour and 16. He came in 28th place, and that is by far not the worst news of all. He suffered a frozen penis and went through pains that were as unbearable as he's ever suffered in his life. Why is his penis, was he using his penis as a ski? I, I'm not sure why this was exposed more than the rest of him, but it was his penis that was, uh, was burned, suffered burns, ice burns. What goes on here, Shaq?
2: What was uh, his longstanding edge on the competition? A third <laughs> leg, if you will, uh, pulling him along finally became a detriment yeah. to him as it uh, it led to his demise. A frost-bitten wiener. What a thing. Congratulations. So, uh, uh, a legend for all of time. And I i dare say that much, as, uh, much like uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, had transcended whatever those Winter Games are. I couldn't tell you anything about what went on in those games, except I remember those two. Frozen Wiener Man will transcend yes. these games. he will be the le- he will be the legacy of the twenty twenty two Winter Games. I Game wonder, goal, Martin, if, if you right. could
1: have asked him before the whole thing. Like, okay, listen, yeah, you could you could train for years and years and years, four years leading up to this event. But here's what's going to happen: you're going to come in twenty eighth place, and you're going to suffer a frozen penis, and you're going to come f- public with it. Which he probably didn't need to, uh, but he did anyway. What, you, you think he would do it? <laughs> That's a
0: well, good point. Would... Yeah, That's I, a I, good yeah, point. I, yeah. They're First not checking. All, <laughs> I'd keep this, I would take this with me to my grave, but right. I, you know, how do you finish in 28th place and not finish last? Like, how do you not last? I know. Like, imagine being the 29th guy, all right? The guy in front of you, his penis literally froze and he still beats you. And you've been training for the last four <laughs> years, you dedicated your entire life to whatever bullshit sport this is, and you can't even finish in 28th place in front of a guy with a frozen nutsack. That's embarrassing.
1: It is embarrassing, to say the least. Yeah.
2: I do think, I do think for real, remember the Bart Scott story with Josh Allen Mm -hmm. and if you take whatever Viagra. I, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to work blue for the sake of working blue, but for real, if you engorge yourself in that manner, if you engorge your manhood, wouldn't that reduce the chances of uh, of getting frost? Like yeah, something I, to consider. I,
1: I don't understand. I would
2: think so. I think it would be quite a sight. It would be. I mean, I, I'm not asking for the all visual, right. <laughs> it, like but at are. least it would probably offset. Yeah. I mean, it would be funny though. I, I mean, I, I listen. We all laughed in Anchorman when Will Ferrell talked to, uh, um, you know, Christina Applegate, mm. right? Christina Applegate. With the engorged wiener, so maybe it would be funny. Maybe it would add a, a, an element of intrigue to a sport that we otherwise Baby don't face. care about. Am I am uh, I missing
1: something here? Because it seems like the 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 wiener would be covered up. Uh, I could see other frostbitten exposed parts of the body. Uh, uh, a, why did he say anything? B, what, what like what is going on here? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I saw read some things like he may hey we he may have to get this amputated. I'm like you got to be kidding me. This is this is insanity for an <laughs> Olympic event. June twenty eighth then. What am I missing here, baby
2: This is a, this is a question for either
0: Fauci or Johnny Knoxville. I <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm just glad for Martin that frozen penis isn't in the cap oh, of consequences yeah. because well, uh, you, uh, would, yes, yeah. I would pay spaghetti it wasn't. dollars to stand in my place.
1: <laughs> Spaghetti's got. <gone.
2: laughs> uh all right, so that's it. So that was one um Do we dispatch, but do we dispatch like uh, the big hurt and Doug Flutie to do uh, an on location (laughs) intervention like they do for the, for the guy in the driving range with his Uh, wiener issues? Like, you know, like, Hey, by the way, Mr. Frozen wiener, the ladies are going to like it too. If you, if if it doesn't get a face, let's, let's get this guy on
1: Remy Lindholm. Let's see. I don't know that he speaks English, but maybe if he doesn't, it might be even better. Let's try to get him on uh, our next week or later in the week or something. Let's see what we could do. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I did bet over a half a frozen penis in the Olympics, so that was a winner as well. So I split my bets pretty much. Um, let's talk NBA All Star Weekend. It actually wasn't bad. I mean, the the dunk contest was awful. Wow. I, I like the way it ended yesterday.
0: I'm sorry. I really I'm, one of do. The, uh, I'm one of the top okay. seventy five players who couldn't make it to Cleveland. I'm just saying hi. Oh, you hi. didn't like that? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> just hey, appreciate it. Hey, hey. <laughs> it <laughs> is weird over. when
1: you see that they, so the, a lot of them were there and then they show like, uh, you know, they have inserted pre tapes of the ones that couldn't make it in tuxedos waving. It's like, ah, oh, you look, you looked to me in decent shape. Couldn't make it, couldn't make it. All, everyone, I could see if you, uh, if you died, uh, Durant had a, a family, a uh, death in the family. I understand that. But, um, yeah, it seems like a lot of the others could have
2: made it right. Well, I mean, a, I mean, he's hurt too. Cleveland is a big ask. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that it? Is Cleveland fallen so far off? Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk. Start with the uh, the game itself. Oh, Cle- a trip a free trip to Cleveland in February. Come I'm on, in. and Michael Jordan Please. made it. LeBron put a suit on after halftime. That halftime is still going, by the way. But
2: <sighs> I mean the the request that we care about these All Star games. I'm, I'm not even going to start. But the but the idea that we should give a crap when they plainly do not. They love. The attention, but they don't want to put out any effort, and that's not basketball. That's all for these stupid All Star games. It listen, I can't imagine, aside from the shine that they get for, w- much needed that they that that the superstars of sport get cheered once again. They they can't do without the limelight for three days. Wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't you rather at the player level just have three days off? No one cares. About yeah, this I think trap. so. It is such a waste of. An apocalyptic. You know what? Waste I think they time. make just, money I, off I, of
1: it still, so they're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I have a feeling that's so why. Too, but I, nothing else
1: really matters. I get
2: <laughs> it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying on the gut level, like it's a, so transparent all how right, little but all these that guys said. Give it, a crap. it did, it did like, come what? down
1: to. I don't know. It's kind of cool watching Curry hit 17 shots and 16 of them were threes. Uh, he wins the MVP. He was nine to one odds going in to win MVPs, 12 to one right now for the uh, season MVP. And uh, you can laugh at me, but. This dumb game does make a difference. Look at Giannis in 2019. He turned it around. He was third in MVP uh, odds-wise. And then he just, I mean, it, it it helps if he puts together a string of 40-point uh, games here and there to uh, move up. But Team LeBron won 163-160. Team Durant getting six points, covers the spread. It worked out with that Kobe fourth quarter. He scored 21st 20, to 24, wins, uh, wins the game, basically, or wins the fourth quarter. And LeBron in front of the... Old Hometown crowd hits a turnover jumper uh and and wins it. So it was kind of interesting for the spread it was interesting.
0: Um what else did we want to say about this Martin did you watch? I watched on the timeline which is with the it's an interesting way to keep up wow. with some things cuz like That's how it, they do it in Mexico where yeah, you man, Limited Wi-Fi. I did watch some highlights after the fact. I didn't watch the full game. Um mm-hmm. but this the, the story to me of All-Star weekend is LeBron James has the way of being the most passive aggressive person on the planet. And it just mm. was on full display, full display rather, all through Cleveland mm. as he's walking in. And I knew he was gonna, I knew he was gonna be up to this as soon as he said Cleveland had three all-stars in the all-star game. Me, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen. I was like, oh, he's up oh, to some funny yeah. shit. Because he every he always does it. Like when, when he when he said, like when Polinka didn't make the move. I remember down. I think it was an All-Star game uh, in New Orleans. I want to say when he was. It was right after the All-Star game in New Orleans when he goes and says, "We need some effing playmakers," and then all of a sudden, boom! He's out of Cleveland. I tell you this, Dave. You want a suspicious year to jump on Los Los Angeles and LeBron? That's a divorce happening sooner than later.
1: Oh well, that. It, oh and, yeah, and also he oh, said about yeah, his that. when he gets drafted. He's got you get me if you get him that kind of thing. I joke that he's going to land uh, a couple of years overseas. Enjoy that, LeBron. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a look as far as like betting this, you, you get what you you get what you ask for with this. These guys are going to miss alley oops. You're right, check they're, they're they're trying sometimes. Sometimes they're not. So this is what you get. What you deserve betting this kind of game. They're going to miss alley oops and they're going to laugh and it's going to drive you nuts. But as far as competitive in fourth quarter, and it was close and all that, uh, I, I, I didn't mind watching Curry hit 16 three pointers. Insane. Some from like
2: three blocks I hear away. You. I think it's cool. Yes. The physical feats are, are are what you're watching, but it's almost like watching Cirque yeah. du Soleil um, rather than an actual gymnastics competition, if if Marty counts that as a sport. Um, <laughs> well, it's a hobby. in the summer yeah, I was about game. I would say if it was in, February that that LeBron- in the Olympics. <laughs> Well, you know, I think the LeBron storyline is—I—I'm I, with you guys that it does seem like that—that's where it's shaping up for him to do that. I do question, uh, forgive me, Clevelanders, but look, sincerely, the lack of dignity. I mean, the roars for this guy—he dumped you guys twice uh. now. I know he came back. It's—it's it's a funny math to do because the Golden State—I mean, vanquishing. The the chip that LeBron has over Michael Jordan in in what is probably a fait accompli on who's the greater player in NBA history. I think that uh, ongoing debate has been resolved in favors Michael Jordan largely. But the one thing you could say is LeBron, what beat that seventy two win Warriors team? And that's the one thing. And so that keeps if you're Cleveland so desperate to 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 cheer something that your guy did that, but he did dump you twice. So that's weird. But forget about the <laughs> LeBron jive. The storyline, you know when something monumental happens in in the world and you're kind of like, wow, that's big, but you don't realize how big it is until over the ensuing days it kind of washes over you are like, wow, this is really big. We have been saved this spring by the Harden for Ben Simmons trade. This this Eastern Conference is suddenly so fascinating. I don't think we fully absorbed how great this is going to be. Assuming we get these two to play each other. It's a big if Brooklyn versus Philly in Northeast, in the rugged Northeast where, where the fans are more cynical on both sides, New York versus Philly and all that. It could be. And then, you know, of course, like we say, Giannis and the Celtics have made themselves relevant again. All of a sudden, what felt like, what are we, I mean, really what's to talk about with this NBA season? It's been a garbage uh, season so far. All of a sudden, it's so fascinating. I am excited. All right.
1: I mean, I think it would have been just as good with Embiid and, and and Harden where he is and Milwaukee being the defending champs and everything. But
2: all right. Let us let, just But now see. there's hate. Now there's now there's bloodlust. Now let's that's just see. what we get. Let's see
1: if anyone played that. I, I, I love Shaq's monologue, his four and a half minute monologue about how much the great. players mean to him, the older players and everything. But in the back of my mind, I'm like why are there still like James Harden's who like, look back, what, you know, what do they take from the older players? You know, I, I wish, I wish it would kind of be uh kind of be uh, more focused on that. I mean, Shaq, it was amazing though. Right. I mean, he felt it was really you're used to him mumbling and he's great and he's funny. Uh, and then he like saved it all up for that moment. Right, Martin?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was moments like that. I don't know. I don't know. Whenever it, I just have this, it's like a soft spot. Every time I see guys win like a championship, like a real championship, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not like an all-star, you know, or slam dunk thing where Obi was so Like I'm sure he dreamed of this his whole life, but it doesn't matter to me for whatever reason. But even guys that I bet against are rooted against seeing them win titles. It, it 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 makes me feel this feeling of like I want to I want to tear up a little bit, and it's okay because grown men can cry. It, it, it touches me here, and so what Shaq did on that four-minute soliloquy was something very similar to that. It's something about the idea of a kid going to his parent. And saying, you know, I want to be great. And the parents saying, all right, I'm going to make you great. And then it it all works out. And it's, uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of John Morant, too. It's like, and I just think, and, and it's, it's very on the edge because, you know, we, we you, push, you push and, you're, and these, you imagine that these kids are, I mean, these parents are pushing their kids to, you know, heights that, you know, I mean, my parents didn't push me athletically that way, but also I'm 6'1", right? It wasn't mm-hmm. happening for me in that way. But it just—it's just something about it, like it always touches me. And I—I saw that I was just like, "Damn!" A little bit. It was like
1: no, but talking. even he talks about how, as great as he was in high school, and you could see right away that he was going to be a t- terrific basketball player. He tried to emulate Dr. J, and his—I think his father would say, "No, no, no! You got to be a big man. You got to be." So he—he he took from everybody. So he saw Magic and Kareem, who didn't uh, embrace him immediately. He's like, "You're not going to be one of the best." He's like, "Okay." And now he loves Kareem. Kareem loves him. It's all come together and a nice little tribute to, uh, to Kobe at the end. It was, uh, it was pretty great. It just, uh, I wish more could, could take from, I don't know if the younger players care as much about
2: the 1970s the 1980s, you know, the birds, the Johnsons. I think, I think you start, I think it's one of those things like, you know, it's one of those, uh, uh existential sorts of cliches about like youth is wasted on the young. I think you grow into that as you start to see your places. Yeah. Decades roll on. Young people are predisposed to not care respect uh, their elders. But you learn that as you become one yourself yeah. is when you start to care about that stuff. And yeah, Shaq is one of the great spokesmen. And like you say, Sal, he gets dismissed a lot. I mean, I guess obviously corporate America mm-hmm. has caught on and did long ago that he is not some mumbling guy. He is actually one of the, uh, the great spokesmen mm-hmm. for sports, uh, much like uh, Chaz Barkley is. Um, but but all that being said, I mean, I, you're ignoring the best monologue of all, Machine Gun Kelly. What a great, I mean, that was a great intro. It's the Same. What the hell was that? Why did why did we have Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> come out and do uh, a tight four minute set? Like same What the thing. hell was that? What, what you aren't? Don't you sing? What the hell are you doing? Why are you doing like a a tepid monologue kind of thing. That was bizarre. And then the other guy cutting away, like, make some noise, Cleveland! How many times are you going to tell us to make some noise? We're making noise already, <laughs> man. I
1: was hoping at some point it's, it's that Machine stuff Gun, Gun Kelly would suffer the frozen penis, but it didn't seem like it was going to happen. Yeah, Ernie Johnson, <laughs> not as impressed with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, Drew Carey was Yeah,
0: pissed. Like before LeBron, yeah, what did you know about anything about Cleveland Rocks? Why? Because Drew Carey said so. That's it. Right. I think not know Machine Gun Kelly was from uh, from Cleveland. Also, the last time I saw Machine Gun Kelly was in Bird Box, the movie. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think he's. Out. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess was, he it was. It was one of those. Who is that? Why is he here? He I was. So. I'm almost positive. It All was, right, what, maybe face that? check that.
2: I don't know.
1: I know very I little was, about
0: uh, the
2: biography of machine. You Gun should Kelly, learn more. Okay. You got
1: to learn about it and once you rise, rise to fame. This is what you do. All right, let's talk about the rest of the weekend. Carl uh, Anthony Towns wins the three-point contest. He was the longest odds guy, thirteen to one. I had Zach Levine; it was terrible. Um, not even sure he made a shot. Thirteen to one odds, Carl Anthony Towns. Pretty impressive, but boy, oh boy, Twitter was treating it like it was Douglas Tyson Martin. It it's like. Uh, I get it. He's a tall guy making threes, but it's still a a still basket, right? I mean, I was impressed. I did watch
0: the three-point contest. I was impressed with him making so many shots, but also I knew Carl Towns shot 43% from three. Like the last five years. <laughs> he's a good shooter. He's just one of the yeah. things that he's, he's really good at. You know, I was always <laughs> right. like shot. He didn't pick up the ball for happen. the
1: first time. It's like, hey, boy, look at this goofball. He's seven foot five. He's not going to be able to. He's never shot outside of three feet. It's like, no, it's like he doesn't have as good a chance as, uh as the others, but um still pretty solid 13 to one. Good job. But, you know, we're not talking the greatest upset of all time. That slam dunk's got to go. Sheck, you want it? You know, I'm with you on that. They got to figure something out i mean fanduel doesn't even let you bet it because they know the judges or have their favorites coming in and the fact that what is it you get you still get three attempts but nothing really counts as an attempt so you could give up on your windmill um you know 90 percent in and it won't count as an attempt and so this becomes like an hour-long event by the time these guys wrap up their third and there's no penalty for getting it on your 70th actual attempt versus the guy who actually nailed uh, jumped over a, a, you know, a small forward in his first attempt.
2: Wh- right, right. That required uh, immediate amnesia of what you just saw the guy try to do and right. miss, but then you're supposed to regard him doing it successfully pure without knowing, like, yeah, it took him a little bit to get that right. It's like the, uh, um, who are those goons who do the thing where uh, the, the the kids who go out with the video cameras and they do the impossible shots, like trick like shot throw it scams. out of a helicopter. Dude, the tri- perfect. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> whatever they're called I, 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 i'm not is trying to called? injure I so. I
0: don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah whatever goon perv whatever that <laughs> listen yeah it's less impressive if if you show the the 276 times they miss before it right. actually goes through same thing same effect like we're, we're watching a, a dude perfect uh shoot play out in real time and we're supposed to swoon when they finally do make it. I, yeah you're right i don't care the answer is I don't, I, I don't give a good goddamn. And people say like, well, that'll never happen—a one-on-one tournament. Well, then why are we doing this job? Why are we doing the? Why are we, why are we able to do a dunk contest? They're jumping off the ground doing that too. They should do the one-on-one tournament. That would be captivating. One and two about the shooting thing. One takeaway is Zach Levine. When next time you hear a su- a, a Supreme athlete, like Zach Belene, uh, uh, Zach Levine is coming out of school at 1920. Well, but the knock on him is he can't shoot. That was the knock on Zach Levine coming out of UCLA. Like, yeah, he's a dynamic athlete, but, but man, he's got, he's, he's nothing outside of 50. He loves it. He did it last year too. He got ousted
1: in the first round, I know, he made, I know, like but like eight
2: it, of his nine last,
1: last shots. But I don't know why I took him. He had his knee drained like Thursday night or something. <laughs> I was like, oh
2: yeah, he's going to rise to the occasion. Uh, and it was also, so remember that next, oh, a, anytime you ever hear that about a guy, like that weird cynicism is the lamest when it's like, well, this guy, like he just doesn't have a game. Yeah, as it turns out, if you're if you're a high-end athlete, if you practice shooting, that will also come along in time. But the other one is, Cat uh, showed, uh, it was a retro bit of uh, gamesmanship like Larry Bird. He's a set shooter. That is the big difference of the three. When you don't have to jump shoot and use your legs, it gives you an inherent advantage over the guys that get the full, the full uh, yeah. boost I, listen, off of that. We, we've it's seen all kinds of guys win this, shooting. and there's a
1: little luck involved. Whether you're shooting 43% normally and 38% normally, and uh, the 38%er could win. It's a, it's still one night, and probably no one should be 13 to one odds, except if you're uh, Zach Levine, then you should be uh,
2: 130 to one odds. Come on, Sal. But, but listen, we're, this is a chance for us to celebrate a fellow set shooter like you and me. We don't, don't take know, actual I jump shots. We, 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 we celebrate by losing feet. money
1: on it. I don't know what to do uh, on, on that tournament. Yeah. Um, but Obi Toppin wins the slam dunk. I don't know how you make it better. I do feel like everything we've seen, we've seen before, right? Uh, with the slam dunks, I think they need better writers for this. I would <laughs> stack three little people on top of each other. And I don't know if that's PC, but uh, slam over one of that. Uh, otherwise, it's like... Oh,
2: how about a frozen Ooh, wiener? Do it with a frozen that's a, wiener. That's something to jump over. We get the Norwegian guy or whatever he is to lay on his back and you jump over his frozen wiener. How many things like, are left to well, jump at at over? This at this point now, it's like that's, like, that's which, the limitation. Celebrity.
1: Like if you jumped over Oprah, you would probably get a 10. Like Clyde Drexel is like so dumb with this. I don't even know hmm. why he's judging, but he's giving like really good dunks, eights. He's like, ah, screw it. And then, like, he, he's all over the place here. But I really feel like if someone dunked over Obama, they would get a fifty, even if we saw the the specific dunk <laughs> a thousand
2: times, right? Isn't that what our forty fourth president jumping over our forty fourth yeah. president? Yeah, you're not gonna
1: give Obama a dunk a seven, right, Martin? I I, I don't know what. You, no. uh well, I, I don't know what to see anymore.
0: I think part of the problem is is like we talk. All the things that you just said are also true of the three-point contest. We've seen these guys shoot threes before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we watch it every year, and every year it's like, oh, we got to move this to the highlight. Part of the Mm -hmm. reason why that we talk about that and say the three-point contest has to be the highlight of NBL Star Weekend is because the best three-point shooters are in it. Like, there were more. i watched the highlights of the dunk contest. I watched the highlights of the All-Star game. They were better Mm -hmm. dunks in the All-Star game, probably because there were better dunkers in the All-Star game. And if they weren't better dunkers, there were people I cared about dunking more, right? Like, I cared to watch John Morant do his thing. He got two alley-oops in which I feel like probably would have been decent dunk contest dunks. I'd rather have seen that.
1: I think, I think you're right. I think to Sheck's point, you know, they're not going to do the one-on-one because you'd exert too much energy. This is exactly the amount of energy they're going to want to put forth, right? The three point contest and the slam dunk. Although I will say Gerald green after the, not officially his hundredth missed dunk, he must've been exhausted. That guy burned 7,000 calories easily <laughs> in the 40 <laughs> minutes. It took him to finally uh, spit off that first,
2: first dunk. But, um, so I don't know what the solution is. More energy, more energy expended than the uh, second guy in the four-man bobsled, who now has a gold no, medal. That's to his true. Name. I do. I just, hey, you, said, uh, you said Gerald Green was would NBA win.
0: dunk legend. Jalen Green embarrassed himself completely. I'm not trying to, but. Oh, the that's funny, right. Yeah. The yes, funniest yes. shit was watching Kareem Abdul Jabbar get up and walk out of the dunk contest. I uh, saw so like a <laughs> clip on Twitter. No. He got up and walked out. He's like, I'm done with this. It is it's 10:30. I mean, I'm going back to my hotel room. Let's
1: do a skyhook contest. <laughs> Might as well. Way more feeling.
2: Uh, <laughs> who would win if you could have clean eyes, which is impossible to, to to give these people, but maybe it's like you say, like the younger people, if you could show. Dr. J, Vince Carter, Dominique, Jordan, Spud Webb, Sean Kemp. I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting some guys. Who would win? You the all how, time You said dunk Howard. Contest? You said Dwight Howard. I didn't say Dwight Howard. Okay, he's, he's got in the their cape and everything. Who would win? Who Who would win the all time? I never was as impressed with that because that yes, he had he had the trimmings that made it. I didn't think he was as dynamic. Oh, no, he, he or was something. too big and strong. Just, you know and what? Tall for you, to huh? glide. That's the problem. <laughs> it wasn't a set shot dunker. Glide to glide. Exactly. In-game dunking. That's a different thing, too. You In-game see, so dunking versus these plotted ones. can't imagine dunking
0: one. in the same way. That's the problem. <laughs> 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 he, I would, so he yeah. can imagine himself shooting threes like Steph, even though neither one of them.
2: Yeah, were come close. on, check. Be a little uh, creative here. No, I because no, because as I was saying, Marty, I, like I don't want to have to plan like it's an exhibition. I would, I, 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 I do it in game. I, I like the thunderous what Damashek imagines is receiving the alley oop and throwing it down.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Well, who? I think Damani. Uh, I, I don't know who wins. That's that's the one I liked watching. You guys, most, got, I, this I, is,
0: I the, the omission at the top. I agree top with of this you. List. I liked it's him insane. very much. And, and Joel and who? Babyface Solomon already dm me, but I was here beforehand. How about the best dunker of all time, Chocolate Vince Thunder. Carter?
2: Oh yeah, I said Vince Carter. Uh, okay. I said well, him. Well, I said well, him. Well, I, well, well, I did say imagine. it again. I think in game, in game, which is a different thing, and to me gets higher marks than the one like of course, you know, getting to do whatever you want to do and jump over a car or whatever. The in game, it's Vince Carter, the guy who is the most forgotten though is clyde the glide if you watch his a uh, five slam a highlights he was crazy but, uh, he was fun. but yes I, dominique in game well, of course thunderous the as well. game it's b- because
1: there's a, there's a risk involved here you can miss th- as many times as you want it doesn't matter they'll keep the camera on you You'll <laughs> go to after midnight um in game you miss if you could cost your team something um
2: and shaq Fu too people it's one of those things it's like the tony romo anybody can call out the plays before then why don't you do it more Dominique, I mean uh, uh, Shaq and uh, and Daryl Dawkins are the only two guys. And Jerome Lane once in the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Are broke we the surprised backboard. we like, like haven't seen anyone
1: do, try to break a? Do, do you think anyone's tried to break a backboard because that would get a fifty, right? It would I have to end yes. the contest unless they use the other. I guess they would just go to mm-hmm. the other
0: side. Yeah, try to turn around.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. If it's so easy to do, as they say it is, like oh, you could do that. It's just like nobody wants to do that and delay things. Like somebody should do that. Yeah. If you want to win the dunk contest, break the yeah. back. Imagine
1: you go first, you break the backboard, and it's all over. That's it. First to break the backboard.
2: Um, <laughs> that's it, right? That would be it. Like it's, it's like quitting the game when you after you hit a home run. Like yeah. I retire now. That's the it's ultimate retire. Like well, game's you can over. Walk I off win. With Kareem. Right.
1: You, you guys go off together. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick quick break, and then we're going to talk about Jawan Howard. Oh, boy. Martin's pissed. All right. We're back. Uh, Juwan Howard's team, Michigan. They lost. I got blown out by Wisconsin. Now they're a bubble team. They lost. Uh, Let me let me figure this out here. What am I missing here? Wisconsin was up 14 uh, and and took a timeout with almost no time left. And that's what Juwan Howard got upset about and would not shake uh, the Wisconsin head coach, uh, what's his name, Greg Gard, wouldn't shake his hand. They went nose to nose. They went chest to chest. And eventually, Juwan Howard, let's go. Now, this is what this is what it is. It's, I, I want to get on basketball players for not being able to fight because it doesn't make sense to these guys. It's like, I, I don't know why they can't. Uh, they're just not knockouts every time they do something like this. But I kind of feel like he purposely didn't clench his fist right because that's more trouble than yeah. a slap this seemed to be somewhere in between and joe Krabenhoft, uh the assistant coach was on the receiving end of this open hand slap and now it's all up oh does howard deserve to be fired he should he be suspended what do we do how outraged should we be uh martin i want to hear your thoughts first because you're a michigan wolverine fan i know you're embarrassed a little i'm going to talk you off the ledge i think
0: well, I, and when I first saw it, I was like, oh, damn, he's going to lose his job. And it was more like, this sucks for Juwan Howard. I was kind of like, that was my first. And then it was just like, "You, but you can't do that. You can't let that happen, right? You mm-hmm. can't lose your cool. And I, and there's all these, you know, there's so much that goes into it, like between uh, just even optically with, with the race aspect, with the, with the coach, the other coach being white, and then Wisconsin, you know, for all intents and purposes being – one of those types of programs that is, you know, uh, that, that they seem to always have six, seven white guys on the court at a time. And it's like, how's that I don't possible? See that. We're only playing five at once, at <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> but it's like, it was constant. So it's already that. So he's already won Howard and all of, all of that into it. And this is the second time he's gotten into it with an, with an opposing coach. It's just Mark Turgeon is such an asshole to everybody else that everybody was like, well, you know, Mark Turgeon's really an asshole to everybody else. Right. Um, my problem with Juan Howard is all right. You want to? We've seen if you want to talk about the post game press conference or post game handshakes and the relevancy, That's a different conversation for a different day because no one had a problem with it yesterday. Everybody or two days ago, everybody had a problem with it yesterday, right? But, tell yeah. But you can't, as the coach of the team, when you're when they separate you and they sep- and they put you apart, you have to go. You can't go and re stoke the fire. And I get that he muffed him. That's what we would call, he muffed him. we took take his hand and kind of, you know, it wasn't that exactly was a muff. A, it wasn't a yeah. slap, it's not a punch, it's a muff. So you know, he muffed him and he got him good. And But it's just, and part of it is too, like, like, let's talk about Miles Garrett, like in the Mason Rudolph thing. There's debated if that did happen or not, right? But when Miles Garrett took his helmet off and bopped him in the head with it, it now all of a sudden is, this whole attitude of like, we don't, we're never going to find out if actually really what happened, because everybody was like, well, what about that? What about the the helmet? And so Mm. in a moment like that, if it like, and this is part of the way I was brought up and you know, it's just being raised, being black in America, you can't, if somebody says something to you like that, you can't wild out because you'll never get your justice. We don't, we'll, he'll never, if, if, if that is what happened, it doesn't even seem like that is what happened. But we're not even talking about the fact that this guy called a, a completely bullshit timeout because he was pressing and he said he didn't want his players to, his yeah. players couldn't break a, 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 a press in four seconds. It's like, well, that's what you practice for, champ. You know what I'm saying? Or this, the idea that Juwan Howard didn't initiate the contact initially, right? We're not talking about any of that. What we're talking about is the fact Juwan Howard went and muffed him in the face. Right, and it's like yeah. all of these different things could have like these things all matter in the in the scheme of it. But when you lose your cool, you don't know, because that's what the whole media is there for. That's what everybody's there for. Everybody's watching, and you're in charge. So if you go back and you go to the post game press conference, you be like, "Look, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened." And that guy over there, he's a freaking asshole. Then I don't have a problem with it. I really, I didn't have a problem with. And then. Him, even you know, him grabbing him by the arm, or the the coach grabbing him by the arm, and telling him like he wants to stop and talk to him, like no man, don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? It's evident that I don't want to be touched, and but you can't, Juan Howard, you made a tacit agreement that you were going to go through this handshake line at the start of the game, right? Yeah. So just go there, slap hands real quick. Even if you, and, and if and if uh, he, it was a hardball Schwartz situation from a couple Thanksgivings ago where he's chasing him down. That's all. That if you shook his hand, it's over. I have nothing more to say to you, right? But that was the end. Of, like, you, so that so that's to me, the a social contract, Juwan Howard broke by not like, you know, just we all do it after every game. After every game, we all shake hands, except for the All Star game with Magic Johnson when they hugged, and that was the end of it, right? <laughs> but right. that's the idea. That's what we do here. So, yeah, I don't think th- he should I mean, lose his job, though. I think, I mean, Big Ten policy says what two games and ten thousand or hundred thousand dollars. Seems about right. If you want to suspend him for the conference tournament, all right. If they make it to March, let him coach. He shouldn't lose his job.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I, I yeah, listen. They're on, they're on the bubble. That's that's a, a another issue here. Like right. if he was a, this wouldn't be as big a deal if he was a, a you know one seed coach. I, I do think yes. One or the, he shouldn't be fired. This is ridiculous. I will also say this: if one slap or what did you call it, Martin? What is the it? A muff. If one muff. muff, can do away with. Opposing coaches calling timeouts up 14 with 15 seconds left, then it was all worth it.
0: I'm yeah, gonna say that. I don't want to watch that. I know, there's it no part of I it know that's not, not an result. asshole move on his part.
1: I know. I know that's not the result we're we're gonna get here, but really uh that that's what jumped out at me. Also, I know I get it. You can't strike uh, opposing coaches and everything, but I I, I miss it, Shaq. I, I, I kinda like it. I like Calipari, I like Cheney, I like that stuff, I like those days, I miss it. Um the, to add to that, it's it's you know, closing in. I still think your guy, Bobby Knight, is the biggest asshole coach in uh, big Ten history, and this not this is not gonna change
2: it i I agree. <laughs> I, I I feel like there is much truth over the last three ish minutes of uh, of this extra points podcast that's been shared with the listener. Um, first of all, as a side note, fr- by the way, from uh, from frozen wieners to muffs, and uh, and by the <laughs> way, in hockey, it's called a face wash when you do that for ah, somebody with wash. the open hand like that. But mm-hmm. um, but um, yes, as a side note, what Miles Garrett did, that's why it was so deplorable to to invoke racism when probably wasn't. But that's another conversation. That was another thing that happened there. But yes, Marty hits at something that is true that I feel like people are very nervous to kind of engage on and rightly, which is that it are we talking about the world we want or the world that is? And it does matter that Jawan Howard is a black man and the heat around it is very different than if it were two white guys. I mean, Chuck Knoll did that to guys at the AFC Central Rival coaches like put them in, like, "Hey, let me tell you something. You better tell your guys to cut the shit, or else, or like, all that kind of stuff." Oh yeah, but Buddy Ryan.
1: Did, Buddy Ryan, obviously, with the what right, was he might punch yeah. Kevin
2: Gilbride yeah. right in front of everybody. Yeah. The world didn't uh, didn't break or anything, but Jawan Howard. Um, it, and, and on the other side of it. There is something to the Charles Barkley. I don't want to make too big a deal out of this, but the Chaz Barkley thing from way back in the 80s, like, I'm not a role model. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like there is heat on you, whether you want it or not, if you're a public figure. But then mm-hmm. again, I can go the other way back to like they're they're gym teachers. That's what coaches are. Like they're not th- these are not progressive thought leaders necessarily. So they're in a weird spot. And so ultimately, I agree with Marty. That he that Jawan Howard has to be more lucid for himself, um, and wearing like I'm a role model for other people. I don't I don't know where to where to take that, but I think Marty's right that it's in the world we live in. It it gets extra heat because of because of that factor. Um, Well, Martin's... I also go back to, like, I mean, Muhammad Ali is a one-off. Everybody is not like Muhammad Ali just because you're in the spotlight and have something to say to move society along. It's great that people do that. Mm. But not everybody in that spot, by virtue of being in a high-end athletic position, makes you somebody who should be representing other people. Like, Like, you know, put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. It's like, yeah, keep your hands off me. And being lucid in that moment about rep, who your rep, rep it, it's too much. It's it's not, It's two coaches fighting, Sal. They're exactly right. What I like is that I like when the two guys don't like each other. Listen. They're supposed to be rivals, so let's leave it at that. It's I a get sports it. conversation It doesn't have
1: to be bigger than that. I like the handshake after the game, whether it's hockey, hockey playoffs, they do it best, right? They go at each other for seven games sometimes, and then there's the line. It's a, it's a big uh, ceremonial thing. After each game, uh, college basketball, they line up. They shake hands. I think that's good. That's good for the country. Bring them together. But if there's <laughs> a fight, good one out of country. every hundred handshakes. I like that too.
2: I do too. I don't yes, mind it. I'm with <laughs> you. I don't mind <laughs> it. I mean, the John Cheney uh, Calipari thing is one of the well, that all-time was in a post game
1: press conference like, in a room. That wasn't even on the court, right? He went. That's the funniest thing of yeah. all time. Yeah, 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 that's
2: the that's my all time. F- I mean, Sam White going to the microphone. And uh and condemning um yeah. Cincinnati fans. You're not in Cleveland, you're in Cincinnati. It's the funniest coach moment ever. Right. Number two, though, is John Cheney going into a press conference and shouting at Calipari, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. It's pretty
0: funny it, too. Well, I think my, as I sit back and think about it more and more, him him going back in the moment, into the like after, yeah. after he was separated, him going back, because that just let everybody know. No rules are being followed here. Like, like, the player, Like, I'm thinking. Like, if I, if I was a 21 year old kid, if I was 20 it, years old at that time, like, I was rough and tumble, buddy. I would have been in there throwing hands. I would mm-hmm. be ready to go. And especially if my coach is going with me. Let's get it. Which is why, right. you know. Which is why I feel like Juan Howard's got to be the guy that, to stop that, right? Because 21 year old me is, is, we're, we're diving in head first, just like I dove in head first to go play this whole game. I don't like those mm-hmm. suckers anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might as well get to it. So that, that's that. And so, like, even if it had, if he had been in the post game and, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's all antiquated pie in the sky bullshit. But the idea that a, a guy is still a college coach, you still got to go and sit in somebody's living room and convince, you, Sal, that this is where you want to send Archie, or you, Dave, this is where you're going to send John Claude Van Damme. Check it's going to be his best <laughs> opportunity to a get an education and b you know maybe become a professional athlete. Then I think that that still matters, even though that like one and dones and so on and so forth. I'm with so, you. That still matters to me. So like Charles Barkley may not be a role model, but he's a professional athlete. And I'm not saying that college head coaches need to be or are a good role models in general, but. You can't have a moment like that. But I mean in front but, but of my
2: pushback to that it, my, my, is pretty straightforward. I, I hear you completely that the that the um that the look of of it is something you could use against. Like you're gonna send your kid to go play for that guy, for that kook? Like who are we who are we comparing him to? Urban Meyer? Mm-hmm. Bob Knight? I mean who these guys are all shit bags. I mean, what I mean, like what, that that's my pushback for all of this stuff and it may be too tepid. Um, you love a rationalization for this people, t- but twenty-two-year-old would have been back.
1: like, yeah, but you would have had nothing what? negative to say about this if you if you were twenty-two.
2: This is thirty years later now. It's that's a, That's because I'm. That's because I'm a more mature man now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: but, but listen, yeah, that's right. I mean, they're, they're, that's I, I hear what you're saying, Marty. Except that who are, who are we holding up as the alternatives? I mean, that, 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 like I say, there. Who, uh, who? Which of these guys is sort of? Uh, a really uh, uh, a profound philosopher about uh, the human condition. No, I, and, they're they're and, all and, a bunch of gym coaches. Point,
0: anytime that Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich say, hey, I read the news today, it becomes like this big, you know, this big uh, big moment. So right. I, I mean I understand the overall I understand Exceptions improve yeah. the rule, right? All right, but, but that's right. There are a
2: couple guys you can cite because they're because they stand exactly. out so 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 easily from everybody else. Yeah, Steve Kerr is a is an actually super smart human being. Uh, also super smart. It seems Brian Flores
1: moving to the NFL now off the Juwan Howard stuff, but uh, Steelers, your Steelers, Shaq, hired him. Now, what kind of cockamamie position is this, though? He joined the Steelers. What are you talking about? He said, well, it, it's just a shame that it wasn't. If def- I know you'd have to fire someone to make him a defensive coordinator, right? But he is the what the hell is he? What, what, what's the, the
2: li a special assistant and linebackers coach or something like I that? I mean, yeah, they just hired uh per Austin to be the the nominal DC and Mike Tomlin is depending on who you listen to about that about how involved intimately mm. he is with calling defenses during the week or on game day all that stuff listen i'm all for it this this i know that the, the the natural cynicism is like too many cooks in the kitchen who's coaching the team who cares it's good to have a loaded staff like that how many you know it's it, it's good to be loaded up from you know there are any oh, yeah. number of examples with having to uh, it's not a problem to have too much talent in the uh, in the coaching room but I also think that um, you know I think it says something I don't want to make too big a deal about it because I'm a Steelers fan and then I like all oh, you buy it but I think it's great I think it's uh, that in uh, talk about in a sea of shit bags talk about these billionaires and where they are You know philosophically politically and otherwise the rooney family that that this is that this is who they are i don't want to make too big a deal about it but it it is something and i i get talk about you don't want the you don't want perfect to be the enemy of the good i get what mike freeman and and other people out there are saying that it's like yeah but brian flores this sucks for him he's a black man who is a position coach now when he deserves to be a head coach yes But let's not let perfect be the enemy of the good it this is a good spot for brian flores given that he's suing the nfl now he is actually employed by an nfl team this helps him i think as opposed to him being on the outside it's easier to throw slings and arrows if you're on the league side attacking this guy it's harder to do when he's employed in your league so i think it's so i think it's doing him a solid, and obviously from in football terms, he's doing the Steelers players a solid by coaching them up for at least one year, hopefully, before he winds up head coaching. again. I'm not sure
1: if this helps him or not, but it really does. I mean, what a statement he's making here. He's like, okay, there's one out of – I passed up a head coaching job because I really think he would have gotten it in Houston or some of these other spots. Um, he is passing all that stuff up, and he is now cited the one team that pay- – that passes his racism test the Steelers and he's willing to take some cockamamie made up position to join forces with hmm. them against the rest of the league like that to me is the big story uh hmm i, I, don't, I don't know I, I you know eventually i think it's going to pay off whether he wins the lawsuit or gets a head coaching job but can you imagine what an impactful statement that is he's, he's making here
0: well, I just don't. first, it's it's a to me, it's a great move by the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. I mean, he's obviously underemployed, right? Like he's obviously you're gonna like, and to me, it just makes all the sense in the world if there's gonna be this for whatever reason this market inefficiency with brains and 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 and, and football minds. I would like to have as many as I could on my roster and my staff, right? So, but I just I would have lost this bet. And I would have lost this bet a million times. I would have after watching Brian Flores on CBS this morning. I said he'll never coach another down in the NFL ever again. He may not even get a Power Five job. Like he might have mm-hmm. to walk. You know, maybe maybe you know. I, but
1: yeah, also, this was a long shot. I don't know if you put odds on this. What, yeah. what you would have gotten for senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach for the Steelers?
0: But if there was a, but this would have been the organization to do it, right? Of if when you look at. The, the, the original what? I forgot how many, what, 10 NFL teams or 11 NFL teams and this, the Steelers are the, 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 They are the the forefront of social justice and not even just racial equality in the NFL when you go back to it. The whole reason why the name is called the Rooney Rule is because of the owners of the Steelers. And they were the ones that were like, we got to make this happen. And then also when they're hiring, because the idea that Mike Tomlin was like a what, a one or two year defensive coordinator, that only happens to white people. Right. Or Mike McDonald. Whatever he's got going on, right? <laughs> like that's that's, why I, that's what. So the Steelers basically, I like that's why I was like at the end, I was just like, it's good for Flores because, you know, he wasn't getting no paychecks, right? So every two weeks now he getting a new check. Got a good job. Yeah. And, he's, and it's I'm happy for him, and I hope that it doesn't. But the thing that I find interesting about this, and I don't know, Sal, you spent significantly more time in law school than I did. Uh, yeah. It's a class action yeah. lawsuit. With the yeah. Steelers being one of the defendants, there stands to the reason. Although with the t- outlining of Mike Tomlin, like I just said, if they be, they might be the least likely, there stands to the reason that somebody could come bring the Steelers as a as a uh, as a complaint in this lawsuit. They sure, can, which is just I, a I, yeah, whole I, interesting I, I, I don't know. I don't thing.
1: have an answer from that from a legal perspective. I do wonder though. Do you think it was? Flores who said, hey, get me a job, told his agent, get me a job with the Steelers, or the Steelers sought him out. I wonder, like, who made the first move there. I also wonder, the Rooney, it's not fair to call it the Rooney rule all these years, and I think Jerry Jones should buy that. I don't know how much it would cost him to call it the Jerry Jones rule, even though he has... um, he has no say in this thing. I mean, what would it cost? <laughs> like,
2: hey, Same want. thing as America's team, claiming there's, it fraudulently. It's $50 million. When, yeah, when, yeah. I want it to be the And The Jerry genuine article sits on the banks of the three rivers. <laughs> That's America's true team, and this is the Rooney rule, and you don't get to claim it. Um, you should have won those two Super Bowls, or you should have won those two NFC title games back in the mid to late 60s against the Packers, and then it would be the Landry Trophy, not the Lombardi. But you didn't, and that ship has sailed. How dare but, you? But, yes. In a weird way, I mean, it it, it insinuates criminal stuff on the part of the steel. I I, so I don't mean to say um, laundered, but uh, the this is the good version of laundering. Right. Mm. What happened with Flores? I mean, he's now back in the league. He's suing. He gets fired, sues the league, and now he's back in the league. Isn't that that makes it very difficult, if not untenable for the league? Doesn't it? Like I don't know, that, but um, it's
1: also saying, "Hey, uh, can you stomach this league, or is it such a you know? A, I don't know. Is it, uh, d- does it cause you this much distress? Are you right, taking a job right. with this league? Essentially, also,
0: so. yeah. How racist are we? You still hmm. work for us? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I, but I'll say this: getting Loretta Lynch. I I don't know I I, I don't know enough about uh, high level cases to see, but I feel like I have a good idea of headlines to see what's going on. I, when has the uh, uh, attorney general been like, you know what? I'm gonna hop in on this one right here. Like the bag that she's getting to defend the NFL has got mm-hmm. to be so circ- like so substantial that it's just I, I mean I don't know, it, but you know Michelle Thuyo that bag pays every day, so
1: yeah. Uh, I do want uh, there is uh, talk about lawsuits. There is going to be a class action lawsuit against the Dolphins. I don't know how much Flores is going to have to prove to show that um, he was paid to tank games, but the gamblers are going to come in here. And if you lost money betting the 2019 Dolphins, you sure as shit you could be sure that there's going to be a class action lawsuit against the
2: NFL for this. And this is what you'd be belly aching more about this, Sal. I've been meaning to ask you this yeah. as far as that goes. Did you, do you remember? I mean, you remember every bet you've ever made. You, you, uh, are crazy like players who remember every single play from high school on, which is a crazy side note, too, that every football player knows every yeah. play that they ever were in. Yeah. You know, every bet you ever made. Nah. Did you lose? I like to bring a lawsuit. I Let's get in on I this. Don't wanna, I don't want to,
1: I don't want to mention it because maybe they'll take some of my winnings away, but I feel like I bet against that Dolphins team more than anything. And I want to, I want to kind of hold on to the money that I made, um, in doing so, but yeah. If well, I, the
2: you know what's interesting? The <laughs> the one play that has been held up that I've seen a lot is, do you remember, I think it was Thursday Night Football or maybe it was Monday Night Football in Heinz Field, and it was the end of the first half, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins drop everybody super deep, and Deontay Johnson catches a little dump-off pass over the middle mm-hmm. and just runs it all the way, like literally 45, 50 yards into the end zone. And it was like, what the hell were they doing there? What the hell kind of play was that? That is the number one exhibit that I've seen so far of like, that's fishy that that happened. But so then Dolphins. you're going to have to, no pun intended, but you're going to have to get players to corroborate this, right? You're going right. to have to. That, right. Like, but I'm saying yeah. that that's the one. So I am just am curious how that, if that folds in with any I of your you bets over that I think if you get three season. or five, now it becomes
1: like anything else. If you get one player, I was like, oh, this guy's a loon. And so is Flores. Now it becomes like three and five and seven players. Like, uh-oh, may have to shut this league down for a while. Clean, clean some shit up. I don't know if anyone has a job let alone uh, Brian Flores after this uh tanking thing but it is uh it is very interesting. Um I want to That's talk-
2: why that's yeah. why I predict Stephen Ross is not going to be the owner of the Dolphins for for very long. I oh. don't know how long it, it it goes but they got I mean like that's as we as we've talked about before. Felonies bad for professional leagues. Mm-hmm. Worse is is if the games are being messed with? Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 and so they can't sure. That talk about untenable. That's untenable. They cannot have an owner like. Hey, have a bad day out there, team. Like they can't have that going on. That's the that's the cardinal sin. It's why the Black Sox scandal is such a thing. Absolutely, Paul Horning couldn't be betting on it, and and so on and so.
1: But not just Stephen Ross. They have minority owners like Gloria Estefan, and I'm not going to stop until I see her behind bars. Honestly, enough, put her away. <laughs> the Miami Rhythm Sound Machine has done
0: too many uh, too much crime to right. you, huh?
1: <laughs> Rhythm's going to get you, and so is tanking uh, charges. They're going to for sure. It's going to be done. Uh Brady Arians, now there's a rift. Did you guys know there was a problem between these two?
0: I am oh my so, goodness. This is the most non-story of stories. Everybody, like, like, it comes out, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, I don't know what anybody is talking about. And everybody's like, no, look, this guy said it. And like Tom Brady's like, no, I love Bruce. Bruce is like, I yeah. love Tom.
1: <laughs> like- well. It's an excuse to bring this up because we didn't get to it last week, and I mentioned it at the end of a podcast. But Tom Brady, and, and now a lot of people are thinking he's going to go to San Francisco. Like he retired. A lot of people, huh? a, a lot of people. Uh, listen, I, you, I don't know if you want it. This is you're gonna have to go with your Giants beat writer buddy. But I, I've heard it a lot now, and I've I'm not positive I heard it from you first. Honestly, it's like everybody thinks he's going to San Francisco, and uh, but I, I don't think so. I it, it would be just to get away from the Bucks. That's what the retirement announcement was. I got to get away from the Bucks, and then then I'll uh, make my move for the rest of the way, and I'll decide that I don't like my wife three months later enough to stay with her
2: up full-time. No, I don't think it was 4D chess like that. I just think that he's a competitor, and I think is, as it does... Uh, he is, as I, I, I think we talked about this last week, we know a guy who's uber competitive. His name is Kevin Hench, and he's a pain in the ass. Mm. It's charming from a distance when the leader of your team is like he's the ultimate competitor he wants to win it it doesn't matter if you're playing ping pong you're like i love that about our guy except if he's in your neighborhood right. and you're playing with him he's a he's a gigantic pain in the ass who ruins everything because mm-hmm. he keeps quitting and yelling and embarrassing everybody for for doing that Tom Brady it doesn't sit well with him to be there and have everything implode on him with Antonio Brown. That didn't work out. And injuries derailed what yeah. could have been a championship season again for him. And it all kind of fell apart and losing to the Rams and watching Stafford celebrate. Just and, say you want to and, go, and, go to and another all
1: team. That,
2: I get it. Go, The Bucs are not just say that. Why
1: do you have to retire? I don't think
2: he was doing it in the moment. I don't think he's doing it in the moment. Like I think he was like, all right, it's enough. It's enough. I'm going to retire now. I think as he sits there and looks around and takes a lay of the land, the big, two, the two big things I keep saying: one, if they can purge Jimmy G contractually, that's your indicator that okay, the the runway is clear for him to be there. And two, if Aaron Rodgers, because he's Brady's a calcula, he calculates these things. If Aaron Rodgers is out of the way in the NFC, who's stopping? the 49ers. If Tom Brady's well, I don't quarterback. know. Is that also going to take see, him
1: six months to figure out? Like, I I think it was calculate. I think he knew Gronk if Gronk was signed for three years and, and Godwin and Antonio Brown and all that was set. Like he knows, he knows everyone's um, contractual, you know, uh, sure. Shortcomings, uh, that f- for sure, factored into this retirement, whether it
2: is or not. What is this, Martin? He, what what are you- He can fantasy camp it. No. This yeah. is fantasy camping it for the GOAT. Like, I want to play for the 49ers. Why would I not be allowed to do that if I decide nah, I want to no. do that? But why yeah. Sorry, trying, The
1: retirement
0: no. thing yeah, is. Yeah, approximately uh, one yeah. hour ago, Antonio Brown, former roommate of Tom Brady, and, right? Uh, we, we may remember, uh, is, is claiming, you know, Tom said that he, he proposed a picture of his foot. His, his ankle x-ray, you know, the, the, the ankle in which... Of, Is that the frostbitten foot? Uh, huh. I wonder if it's the same one. Uh, but he says, you Tom said he would throw to me if I came to hurt and I came. He didn't throw it. Imagine being hurt to having to play through this and being lied to. And then he said, Coach said, if I couldn't get run on this, get the fuck out of here. And so, uh-huh. and he well, also right. he tags the NFL and says, y'all still can't keep... Y'all still can't stop calling me, uh, which... You know, I, I don't doubt either. But I also, like, may, I think some of this is, like, Tom Brady has been playing really close to fire and mm-hmm. for the last few years with, with the Make America Great Again hat up until this type of, uh, he's, been, he's been, and it's been, like, kind of like he's been drunk Tom, cool in Tampa on the parade. But I wonder if he, if there's a level of, like, I'm too old for this shit and I'm too old to sit here and argue back and forth with you people and i'm too old to sit here and answer all these questions like i wonder if that's cuz like this is something that the media would be asking yeah, Tom Brady right, if you had an availability today
1: and if he, he was a member like of the it seems like he takes an it all tried. tried it's hard it's hard to say uh
2: i do want so you're an to... official no he's not coming back i don't back. think he's coming he's back he's not going to no, okay. i don't no,
0: think. this is too no much. he's not coming back and i'll give you day hey, we can talk about it it'd be a fun bet. it would be fun oh what it are would be
2: it's officially a fun bet, and I, and it's a bet that I'm willing to make. As soon as FanDuel posts odds on it, Dan Mashek right. will be the first in line. Put it up, FanDuel, but they don't trust
1: his shenanigans either. Why would they? Uh, but uh, anyway, I do want to talk about the Hall of Fame, and we did, we touched on it, who he's kept out of the Hall of Fame, Tom Brady, specifically. Dave, you said Donovan McNabb. Uh, for sure. For sure, if he wins that, he's considered more than he has been, which is, is not at all uh, for the Hall of Fame. I'm going to take a – Martin, do you have anyone to add to that list?
0: No, I mean, I know Donovan McNabb is a great example. And right. then, like, you know, half the AFC, uh, mm-hmm. just eliminated from contention because of all the postseason accolades that you're not going to get if Tom Brady exists. But the yeah. reason – this is just the ultimate – Vindication for me, as we have this conversation of how Matt Stafford is not a Hall of Famer because at no point did anybody stand this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's is no. Vindication, yes.
2: you're going to lose that bet in six to eight years. Donovan what are
0: With the four, four NFC Championship games. And, and we don't even did. consider him for the Hall of Fame someone did
1: say Vinny Testaverde, check you've been hanging it all on. Well, he's gonna he's gonna retire six uh, most passing yards. Well, so did Vinny Testaverde. You do have to fix those numbers going forward because oh, everybody passes. Oh
2: my God! I'm, I'm not doing that again. Listen, are oh, not. It matters okay. if you do it in the Super Bowl. I'm not just saying the number, the raw numbers. I'm saying the numbers combined with doing it in the big spot and lifting the Lombardi Trophy, okay. aka the point of the season. If you do that once, you break through once, whether it's, you know, uh, fluky or whatever. When you do that, now Joe Flacco is not a Hall of Famer because he broke through that one time, but the rest of the career doesn't support that So you
1: got to think Matt Ryan's in the Hall of Fame then. That's another one Brady kicked out, right? By winning Matt Ryan. Why, well, why is that guy, even?
2: Why are you making a face? That's a
1: good one. Absolutely. I'm not, not making Ryan. a face. You, I don't think that's if crazy. You have to be consistent with your Matt Stafford. Go with the yeah, other Matt, right. too. Really, not his fault that they lost that game uh, up
2: 28-3. I I get that there's a desire to pick apart one play or three plays, and that's the difference. That guy's a hall of famer, and the other guy's yes. not. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how it works. I, and really I whether, Matt Ryan, whether you like it or not, that's how people vote.
0: And was never ever ever concerned when the when the Saints went into Atlanta. Was never worried about like, oh, Matt Ryan's going to win this, this game. Matt Ryan's going to make sure the Saints are gonna take care of no. Never, it never. Matt Ryan is not a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. What are we doing? Like Will Matt money is not a Hall of Famer. Don, you like, know how Donovan Will McNabb not a Hall of Famer, and we're talking about all of the like, like, come on.
1: Okay, but these are two guys that Brady may have knocked out, right? True. McNabb, cool. Matt Ryan. I would say Andrew Luck is a little bit of a reach, but maybe his psyche is different. If he's like shit, I, I would play a little This would be a little more fun if. If I could beat this one guy on the wing, right? Right, that's there. a fun one. Uh, how about our guy Tory Holt? What yeah. if they win that first Super Bowl? He's that close, right? If he has I'd two under it, his belt, it's more guys not. like
0: that that I would it's be a good one. looking at. Like yeah. the other skill players who right. you know were dependent on the you know the like that's Tory Holt, like Greatest Show on Turf, and then um, maybe even some of those uh, uh, the Giants. Like I remember some of the Giants, but. Um, no, the Giants made no, it. Some, of, so, so, yeah. I, I, I'm going to say some Pittsburgh yeah, potentially. If you think, no, of there's, uh, I, still, there's I do have. Steelers I did write there.
2: down. I did. What's well, I? I mean, that that's exactly. By the way, as a side note, with with this Hall of Fame thing, and like, what that's a cockamamie reason, cockamamie or otherwise. It the the people who vote on it are human beings, and so they're susceptible to to having certain moments resonate more than others mm-hmm. do. I mean, like it's it's straightforward. It's like I was going to say. In in one of the great scripts in, in movie history, Unforgiven, as Will Money says to the kid on that uh, hillside under the tree in, in just a string of great one-liners, uh, Eastwood says to him, like, Deserves got nothing to do with it. Deserves got something to do with it. It's, it's weird that one play or one game does decide whether or not you deserve it or not. But, yeah, if you get the Lombardi trophy, you do then get into the Hall of Fame so we can debate Deserve. Matt Ryan didn't win in the big spot. So it does count as a, like, do you, do you like, yeah, but really I got to the big game. Does any little leaguer feel that way about like, well, I got to the big game. So it's the same as having won the big game. No, it does matter whether or not you win the game. But to your point, I think you're getting extra
1: fluky. I know Roethlisberger's in; he should do it. He did it twice, whatever. But you look at his Super Bowl number against Matt Ryan's number, and how can you be like, "Well, I did what I could, I did all I could to get him there"? But
2: so th- okay, well, he went to two more. Any, yeah, anyone, I know, but any, I'm just any, saying any, if that was the all-time,
1: if that was going to be the one-on-one comparison, if it was one Super Bowl, but the Seahawks. It's a Super
2: very Bowl. slender. It's a very slender sample, but it's not that. So I get you what you're saying, but yes, it's a very sl- slender. Thing that you're looking at, but that is what voters are looking at. So I, the debate about whether or not we think it's a, what is deserved or not, like these, these people sitting in the room do count. Well, sometimes Stafford's
1: tournament. not a guarantee. Stafford over Ryan is not. And, and because maybe people will look at that like, well, maybe we have to put Matt Ryan
2: in because he did a better job of uh, getting his team to the promised land, even though they blew it. I don't know. Okay, but you're you're right about your Heinz Ward. Maybe is one name you would float. Reggie Wayne is a guy who, yeah, I think he's in the hall already. I think he will ultimately get in there. He deserves to be in there. That's for sure. Donovan McNabb and so on. But the name that we have forgotten about that I think is the most interesting. Philip Rivers, Drew, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe would be in the Hall of Fame if Tom Brady doesn't happen. Wow, that team. That team, the idea that, I mean, I don't know that they win the snow game, the tuck rule game, and then I don't know exactly what happens, but he definitely, in that spot as the starter, is on a good roster with a great defense, and they likely make hay in postseason tournaments multiple times, Mm. ergo, Drew, Drew Bledsoe would be a Hall of Famer at this point were it not for number 12. He'd have to win a Super Bowl, though, right? Well, you don't. Ha- no, you don't have to. Dan Fouts is in the Hall of Fame. It's not like you have to win the Super Bowl if your deeds are great enough that, 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 uh, enough to offset it. But yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I, I you also would have had to recover up from what that I'm laying down. Hit.
0: You also would have had to recover from that Moe Lewis hit and be the same or a similar guy. Like Tom Brady, right. didn't he, did. Hit him. he came
2: back. Yeah, Moe Lewis, did, Lewis but he should came make the back. Super Bowl. He came back. He, that he threw thing. a touchdown pass. Well, he threw the game-winning touchdown pass against the Steelers in the title game, not Brady, and he would have. That That is one of the more fascinating decisions. If you talk to Patriots about that, like, isn't it weird that Belichick decided to start Tom Brady after he got hurt and then Bledsoe is the winning quarterback of the AFC title game that he didn't run back Bledsoe? He, uh. took, the, he took the sophomore backup kid. And I've talked to Patriots about that. They're like, no one in the locker room thought Bledsoe was better than Brady, except for maybe Drew Bledsoe. Everybody Mm. knew Brady was the guy at that point. But it is interesting. Like There are a lot of coaches in that spot, when you're paying that kind of coin to the franchise QB, you'd be like, well, we got to give it back to Bledsoe. Just that you can't lose your position based on injuries is is some old rhetoric. There are a lot of coaches that would have been – Based on that kind of logic, like, well, we got to go with Bledsoe. It's it's his job. Yeah, to, I watched him to, in Dallas. I,
1: I didn't I didn't get his best years for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I don't uh, know, but I know forty five thousand yards, a little more, a little better playoff luck. You know, maybe he's uh maybe he's one of them. all right. So good good job, Brady. You ruin you ruin these people's lives. We
0: listed Jerk. like seven, um, and also too it's Brady, it's all Brady's fault because he, he 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 was so dominant that he that now the regular things that you would have had to judge as hall of fame markers are out of place because mm-hmm. for 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 7 Super Bowls he won like he was there the whole time like there was there, 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 like so now we are now that's why this conversation is about guys like Matt Ryan who have won like 6 playoff games in their career or Hall of Fame or, or Matt Stafford who's actually only won 3 playoff games in his career is being discussed yeah. for the Hall of Fame because like well who's better <laughs>
2: Oh, here's the best one. The one I've been arguing with uh, people online about that. I'm stunned by the reaction legitimately. I, I, I You'll call me biased, so my argument doesn't matter right now. Marty Weiss. Who's be- who had the better career? Drew
0: Brees or Ben Roethlisberger?
1: <laughs> I, just, I, I knew this was coming back. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Sal. Think, you can I jump in. Have
0: to say, I think you'd have to say Ben Roethlisberger. But I, I do. I think that... With we don't talk enough about the whole fact that Drew Brees lost his entire coaching staff due to this, the Bounty Gate investigates. Like if that, if Bounty Gate doesn't happen and they don't go seven and nine for three years in the middle of his prime, cause the whole coaching brain drain was, it
1: was it, like, he was sent to war. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, it, <laughs> if that didn't happen, then, uh, then I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, but it did. So you can't, but it... I, I yeah, Roethlisberger, like but not by a ton I'm not
1: going to make this interesting either. Roethlisberger, but not by a lot, I don't think.
2: I, the thing that's interesting to me is is people being like, well, I, we can't talk. Like Drew Brees, not better. they like, what? How could anybody suggest Roethlisberger's career compares with like, what? What are you talking about? What? what are we talking about here? Okay. That what? That, that it's not at minimum something that's debatable. I mean, I, anyway, I, I it was is struck bizarre by that because that if you look week. at the
1: last three years, Brees—that's his most controversial. I know Martin. That time period, obviously, with the coaching and the bounty gate stuff. But his last three years, like people, like. Really, all over the map in terms of how Drew Brees will be looked at for those last, you know, mm-hmm. thirty-five games or so, because he led in completion percentage. Didn't he break records for that one year? Was it nineteen or twenty? I mean, and yet, you yeah. like, you like, oh, he's got no arm,
0: right? <laughs> it, 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 it's he couldn't push more than twenty-five. I, right. I remember the last pass that Drew Brees threw that was over forty yards. And it was Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, in I twenty nineteen pre-COVID mm. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was, uh, but he, yeah, he was breaking all these records and Sean Payments was putting him in the exact position to succeed. And it was, I talked to this guy who works for the Colts about like why they went Philip Rivers instead of trying to go with somebody else. And he's like, you don't see the amount of times that Philip gets us into the right situations, right? Philip, mm. he gets us into the right play call. Even if it ends up being an incomplete pass, it was the right idea. And I think, Drew Brees was able to master that, and, and that's why he extended his career, even though his ability was lacking. But I think he just mm. was robbed of three years of what should have been his prime, you know. And 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 you look at the type of, I mean, you got you had a head coach and you had a quarterback, and and that, that's the magic right there. Yeah, you look at Roethlisberger never had a losing season, like three Super Bowls, like that's, and I you know I guess maybe it was a longer the further ride for a few of them, but. It's still hard to
2: – He was never along for any rides, and he went to three Super Bowls in the same conference as Tom Brady and the Patriots. Drew Brees got the one.
0: All what right. are we
2: talking about? Well, 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 it's ridiculous. But,
0: it, and then, but also with Drew Brees, all right, so if, if, if Kirk Cousins doesn't the, – like there's multiple NFL historic plays that happened opposite Drew Brees, like the, the Minnesota Miracle. Uh, the 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 uh, pass the interference, no Pass call. interference. No like calls, there's, yeah. there's there's there and uh, now I'm blanking, but uh, the beastquake run, right? All of these happened versus Drew <laughs> the <Brees>. beastquake run. <laughs> yeah, that team was headed to the Super Bowl if
2: beastquake mode doesn't happen. And what by that way team and and three and three and eight.
0: Eight. that team was thirteen and three in the regular season, they had to go play a all road right, playoff all right, game. I, I mean, listen. I like, I like when people get
2: raw about, like, how dare you, Brent? Like, it's fun to talk about who's better at the high ends to me. I like doing that stuff if, if it's too nerdy or whatever for other people. But I love it. And I, I, I do find it ridiculous when people want to do that. Like, yeah, but what? Like, I love playing the what if game. Yeah, I can also do if Adrian Peterson didn't have the worst case of fumbleitis I've ever seen in that title game or Brett Favre didn't Brett Favre in overtime, then he would of have course, gotten the zero Super course. Bowls. And then what are we talking that's about? That's why we drivers? can't no, scream Porter about guys tape.
1: definitely make the Hall of Fame or shouldn't definitely make the Hall of Fame. It's all... Uh, uh, that's a different conversation, virginal. Sal.
2: I don't want to have Different conversation, how it breaks.
1: What? I'm getting sad that's- about football being gone and us being 29 weeks away. But I should have mentioned At FanDuel Sportsbook, our friends, our official sports betting partners of the NBA, which doesn't start up for another couple days. But with FanDuel, same game parlays, you could turn little bets into big paydays. Yes, payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe and secure. Plus, if you're a new customer, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Make every game feel like the finals. All season long, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to FanDuel.com and sign up using promo code Extra points to bet the NBA today and get your first bet risk-free. Let's give everybody what they want, a free pick. I feel like, Martin, you should go first. You're on fire. What have you had, like five of your last six here, your free
0: picks? Uh, the, I haven't gotten one wrong in the month of February. Wow. Yeah. All I, right. I wasn't going to say anything until February wow. concluded because I was like, this is a hot streak and I might be jinxing myself. But you know no, what? No, no. Who knows? I, you know what? The, this is... We're running low here. I have no NBA props to go to. I, I, this is this this is this is a tough spot. I'm going Indiana State mm-hmm. plus 11. I'm trying to check and make sure it's still it's 10 and a half right now on FanDuel. So they moved it just a little bit, but Indiana State has not lost a game by more than 11 points in the month of February. Excluding once, and it was to the team they played today, Drake, who they lost mm. by to 18. But I think Indiana State will, should be able to cover 11 points. Or the 11 I got earlier, 10.5, still, I still like it at 10.5. Indiana right. State versus There's Drake. There's
1: your winner. Now, Sheck and I, you could take our picks or leave them. Boy, I'm digging deep, too. It might be the same conference. Is this the same conference? I don't think it is, actually. Evansville, plus 8.5. It was plus 9.5 this morning, now 8.5. Before I even give it out, it went down. Against Valparaiso. It's in Valparaiso. They lost by 16 to Valpo on Saturday. I like saying Valpo. It makes me seem like I'm a, a
0: college hoops guru. Valpo. Valpo.
1: Valpo is a well coached squad. There you go. I know everything well, there is. But there I go. don't know the name <laughs> of the conference, but yeah.
0: I, Evanston and Evansville and uh, uh, damn, another team you just, Valparaiso, definitely played Indiana State in, the last, in February. They're all Indiana.
1: Yeah. Shaq, you should yeah. know this. These are uh, like all these
2: Indiana. I do uh, know them. Oh, I don't know the name of the stupid
0: conference. No, but the the, same I, car? Right, the Missouri Fish Valley Shack, Conference. That, there we go. That's
1: it, right? Okay, that's, so there you go. So Valpo's a well-coached squad. We know that. No, I don't think there's much difference between the two. <laughs> two wins in the conference for Evansville, five for Valpo. I think Evansville fights tonight, especially after losing by 16 to Valpo uh, Saturday. And don't get me started on Shamar Givens and what he's done to lead this. Purple Aces team. <laughs> we scoring won't. Assist We won't leader. get you started no, at all. You won't. Don't get me started. <laughs> 14, 14, four and a, a steal and a half a game. Evansville six and three against the number last nine, eight and two against the number at last 10 versus Valpo. Even though they lost to him big on Saturday, this is a Valpo win, but it's going to keep it close. 68, 64 Evansville loses. Take the eight and a half points. Shaq, you got a hockey game for us.
2: Is it still Bryce Drew? Coaching uh coaching them up, miracle shot maker I think way back last when for his was, old right? man, Scott Drew, right? Wasn't that? The, yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. Um and uh yes, the Purple Aces uh who long wore shirt sleeves before uh, long after it was uh it was uncool to be doing so. Um Marty, can you name Indiana State's mascot? I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to bet on them if Ooh. you can't name what their mascot is.
0: First of all, actually, it's hilarious you say that because I Googled Bryce Drew and he's not the coach of Valparaiso anymore. I guess he hasn't
1: been for six years now. (laughs) I knew he was, and I didn't know where he
0: (laughs) was. And actually, I I saw that he's the head coach at Grand Canyon University, which is one of very few his nicknames, which I do not know. Dave, you like to say you're elite at many things. At one point in time, I knew knew like all – what is it? Like every single – Division one, it was 128 basketball teams. I knew all of their mascots. Really? Indiana State. Well, is this the is Sycamore. a gimme. Right, yeah. The of course, yeah, of course you Indiana would know State. that. Yeah.
2: They, they played Sparty for the title, the most important college basketball game of all time, according yes.
0: to. some. But that is the that- The
2: Antelopes, I think, right? Yes,
0: it is. I was, that, right? I was, okay. that is one of my things. They're I didn't know that until today, but yeah. pretty good with my uh, my college nicknames.
2: Um, right, well, check done. Calgary playing tonight. I didn't even look. <laughs> Calgary is Calgary, and they're, they're not even waiting. Uh-huh. They're they're getting Damashek off to Schneiden quick. They're playing uh, They're they're playing. They're hosting the Winnipeg Jets. They continue their role. I say let's not just survive. Let's live. Let's go with the goal and a half uh-huh. victory for the red hot Calgary Flames. Plus one hundred two is how you can get it. If you want to do something, the most classic of all NHL games. The uh, the Leafs are in uh, Montreal to play the Blue Blanc et Rouge. That's a fun one. The Leafs are playing well. I just don't think the juice is worth it to uh, to take the visitors there. So let's go to Western Canada. Um, Alberta <laughs> province to be specific and uh, let's take the Flames to keep on winning. All the right, hottest team in all of puck. Sheck loves these Flames he really does. Uh, they right, keep so winning
1: Evansville plus eight and a half um, wait Martin what'd you guys do? You're the one that counts. Indiana, Indiana State, State
0: plus ten and a half.
1: Plus ten and a half and the Calgary Flames laying the puck and a half. We're gonna get going here. Sheck you have minus three with Kevin Hench. Uh, it's up and running right today. Or tomorrow.
2: I think so. Yeah. I think it's, yes, we did uh, pull back the curtain. We don't want to jive. We uh, we recorded it a little early. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we jump in on this, that, and the other. Kevin Hench. Always uh, always gangbusters. hes uh, I forget what you call him, a uh, a spitfire? I don't know what you call yeah. him. An asshole? He's I don't know. That. Whatever it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Firebrand. It's brand. all those
2: things. Firebrand. That's what I'm looking uh, for. Let's just go with asshole.
1: <laughs> Megan Fun of Sports coming up. I, I, we, we do have to go because I'm doing the, uh, the highly anticipated Against All Odds episode in a few minutes where Harry and our friend Scott, not the no. disgusting Scott, Flew to Portland. They're in Portland right now at this guy's house. He came in last place to his credit. He is going to live up to, we think, the bet where he has to drink because he came in last place in the cash or splash challenge, has to drink. Can we stream it? Scott's bathwater. I don't know if it should be live. I I don't know. It might be one of those things where you have to to censor it. Um, But I know uh, it's going to be good. You'll see the video in a few hours. Can't wait. Uh, Can't and, wait. Then, and then the lawsuits ensue. Talk about class watch action lawsuits. I this video
0: lawsuit. one time simply because I'm a professional and I do my job. <laughs> okay. And that is the one time I will ever watch it.
1: <laughs> Martin's a professional. There you go. Uh, anything else, babyface? Did I miss anything? Steve Smith.
2: Oh, I was just throwing out one more name. Maybe Steve Smith with with one ring. Instead of uh, being on the fence, he definitely gets in. But good argument, good debate, and uh, yeah, I'm on to the bathwater. Uh, This is this is pay per view worthy. We we should put this behind a paywall, honestly. Yuck! What a President's Day!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot it's President's Day. All right, I just want to make Martin vomit. That's all. That's my. That's Mm. one of my
0: goals in life. You're
2: Uh, you're on track.
1: There you go. Just a reminder to everyone out there you may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites. See you later in the week.